Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. As we talk to you, there is a debate on the Senate floor, which is not very exciting because we already know what the outcome is going to be. The filibuster changes are going to fail, barring some seismic change from Kirsten Cinema and from Joe Manchin. The voting rights bills are going to fail as a result because they are not going to be capable of getting to 60 votes. That is where we are right now on the Senate floor. As a result, Buck, there's going to be much hand-wringing. And we should mention, by the way, that Joe Biden is having a press conference at 4 o'clock Eastern today. It'll be interesting to see how that goes uh, with him actually taking questions from the media that is gathered there and also how many questions he'll take and whether or not those questions will have been pre-cleared. Because if you've looked at the way that Joe Biden sits there with his list of who he's calling on, it definitely feels like there's a rig job in effect there. Right, Buck? Yeah. What do you what do you think the chances are at some point we hear something like, oh, I'm not supposed to call on on you. You're not on the. But OK. You know, what do you think the chances Biden goes off the rails a little bit somewhere? I think it's pretty high. High. Very high. And by the way, he's had four or five days to prepare for this. He hasn't done any public events he sent out tweets, obviously, which he has nothing to, to talk about. But there's going to be hand-wringing. I'm sure he'll continue to try to trot out his Jim Crow 2.0 argument. And he'll probably, at some point, I would wager, we could almost have uh, uh, Joe Biden bingo buck where we could sit here and set the odds of what topics are going to come up because we've heard him talk enough. He'll say it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is untrue. Uh, he will say it's Jim Crow 2.0. Uh, I think there's a very good chance that he will... Uh, try and argue that democracy is at stake and that his party is on the side of ju- truth and justice. Can we just can we just take a moment to to really let it sink in, everyone? What a reckless, dishonest and ugly thing it is 
for a president to say that unless you expand early voting, mail-in balloting, and ballot harvesting, which has been illegal in a lot of places for a long time. France got rid of, rid of mail-in voting because they think it's so rife with fraud, okay? But just for a second, how ugly it is for a president to say that this is Jim Crow 2.0, that you're in favor of Jim Crow 2.0 unless you go along with this legislation that anybody who is not an absolute idiot knows is just supposed to make it easier for Democrats to use their community organizer apparatus and also, let's be honest, their fraud apparatus to try to win close elections. I mean, that what else is there even to say about it? And this is the President Clay who ran on uniting the country and being a better guy, being a cuddly grandpa we could count on. It's appalling. Again, I think they're panicked because they put all the fix in and they won by 40,000 votes under the tally that was the final tally of the election. 40,000, 20,000 people change their minds again. I think it's significant because I think this underlies why they're so panicked. Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona, a handful of people relative to the number of people who voted changed their opinion. And by the way, I think those people, many of them have changed their opinion since, even with the big tech rig job, even with all of the changes to the the mail-in ballots, the absentee ballots, they still lost down the ballot, by the way. I think they're panicked because they know that the tide is rising against them. But what they're going to try to say is that this is an anti-democratic process. But I bet also, Buck, we get an argument from Joe Biden again saying that big tech companies need to be censoring people more. And I wanted to build. We hear for months we've heard about the threat of domestic terrorism, of domestic extremism, the argument being made that January 6th is reflective of the overall Republican Party and that our democracy is under siege. And idiots, and I say idiots, like Joy Behar, because I do believe she's an idiot, on The View said, if Republicans are back in power, they will start censoring journalists. They will destroy us. Listen to this argument from the imbecile Joy Behar, who is right up there in neck and neck with uh, Joy Reid to be the dumbest people on television in America, which is saying something. Listen to Behar. I read a lot about what's going on in the world and mm-hmm. you know, Hungary and Poland, and mm-hmm. they're doing very badly with uh, free freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. They now have, like, the, let's say the, the autocrat who's running gets like 90% of airtime, yeah. the other one gets 10%. They are, you know, censoring journalists. That will happen here. That will happen here, I think, if the Republicans are back in power. You can see that they're intractable right now. You cannot reason with yeah. these people. They are shameless, and they will destroy us. Well, I, I sound like it's hyperbole, but I, I've been around a long time, and I say what can happen. You're well, an idiot. Yeah. The people who are getting censored, Buck, are people like you and me. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're getting shut down right now on a regular yes. basis. They've, they've hit my Facebook account again recently. By the way, it's, on, it's always on mask stuff. So now we're at a point where the Democrats are admitting that cloth masks don't work against Omicron, which is just another way of saying it never worked, by the way. Oh, the virus. It's so much bigger. It's so much more transmissible. Give me a break. Um, but you're not allowed to say it if you're not a part of the in club, if you're, if you're not a part of the tribe of the Democrats and the Fauciites. But I, I also when, when you hear when you hear um, uh, Joy, Joy Behar saying the stuff that she's saying here and the fact that she's on TV. And this is a woman who's paid millions of dollars, folks, to share her opinion no on television, which is a, a stunning, in some ways, a stunning indictment of American culture. But also, hey, you can be a total moron and make millions, folks. That's the good news. You don't have to know anything. You can be an ignoramus, not be good at anything. 
Uh, so I guess that's almost inspiring in a weird way. You can be like the worst student in the class and no one cares. Um, but I, I hear her saying this stuff about the censorship and, and the authoritarianism that she fears. And it is amazing. The deafening silence from not just journalists, but from supposed civil liberties groups about what is clearly collusion at the very top of the federal government right now. The president of the United States, Joe Biden, is openly saying to the biggest media companies in the world, shut down people that are saying stuff I don't like. If yes. Donald Trump had control of, you know, had in his back pocket, I should say, Twitter, Facebook, Google CEOs and was saying, hey, shut down those crazy commie libs, which would have been amazing and I would have laughed. But the point is, everybody on the left, every Democrat would have acted like, you know, we were in the midst of the Third Reich's ascension to power, which, by the way, they were doing that anyway, but still. It's wild. And I want to we talked a little bit about this, Buck, but I think we even underplayed it on this show. You brought it up. Rasmussen did a poll and it was asking people, hey, what do you support in the Democratic Party? And we've heard so much discussion about far right extremism domestically. How about far left extremism and what is considered acceptable by Democratic voters? Listen to this, Buck. Fifty nine percent of Democratic voters support house arrest for people who are unvaccinated. That's almost six out of ten. They want house arrest, in other words, for National Guard, for police, for members of our military and armed forces to ensure that unvaccinated people are unable to leave their house. And it gets worse from here, Buck. 48% support prison for questioning vax efficacy on social media. Buck, they believe that you or I sharing data about the vaccine and what it does or does not do should justify us being imprisoned. 45%, nearly half of Democratic voters support internment camps for people who are unvaccinated and then finally, and you hit on this, but I think we need to keep hammering this home. These are extremist opinions, by the way. 29% support the state taking away the children of the unvaccinated. I am unvaccinated, Buck. 29% of Democratic voters believe that I should not be able to parent my children. 45% of Democratic voters believe I should be in an internment camp. 48% of people support prison for you and I for questioning whether the vaccine is efficient or efficacious on social media. And 59% buck support house arrest for me. I shouldn't be able to leave my home because I'm unvaccinated. That is extremism by the majority of the Democratic Party. Well, this is why I think it's important for everyone listening to this. And we, well, I gave, remember, we talked about those stats yes. earlier. It's worth reiterating them. People need to know them. We talked about it earlier in the week because it was so jarring to see when they came out over the, over the weekend from Rasmussen polling. You cannot trust the judgment of people who would want any of those things on any issue, by the way. Yes. They are morally bankrupt. There is something wrong with them they have been brainwashed by the collective in this country by the apparatus of control and they no longer can make reasonable rational decisions that take into account that this is supposed to be 
a free country. They are abandoning that entire concept because they're all so terrified, but also because of the the other rising, the stigmatizing that has come from the very top of the regime, from Joe Biden himself, pointing out people that have not only refused to get a vaccine, but at time, at time and time again, have been proven to be correct in their questioning of whether or not this is actually going to work the way we've been told. Fauci and all the people that propped him up are abject failures. Our response to COVID, really from the very beginning, has been catastrophically inept and stupid and counterproductive. And there has been zero accountability for this. And the people who are in charge, doesn't matter how much data comes in, and the people who are pushing for this stuff, it doesn't matter how much those who can afford to suffer the least from the economic and psychological impact of this are immiserated by it all. They think that they have a almost divine right to be in charge. And so we're just a challenge to that now. We stand in the way of the total control that they seek and nothing else really matters. Taking away someone's children? I mean, Clay, a lot of people listening are saying, you know, the state tries to take away someone's kids because they won't get a shot. Those are the kind of actions that lead to violence. That's, I mean, just to put in context how extreme that belief is, I mean, I don't have kids, you do, but if I had kids and the state came and said, we're taking your children away because you won't get a shot, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, okay, I'll see you in court. That gets ugly. Not only that, how about somebody knocking on your door and saying, we saw what you posted on Twitter about vaccine efficacy. T- turn around, we're putting you in cuffs, and we are taking you out of your home right now. And we're going to put you in an internment camp if you are unvaccinated. I mean, again, historical context matters. And I would just ask people as we go to break to think about this for a moment. When have the people who have ever supported internment camps ended up on the right side of history? When have the people who have supported government arrest for political opinions ever ended up on the right side of history? The scary thing here, Buck, is... These Democrats, and this is true historically, too, the people who support things like this don't do it because they think they're bad people. They do it because they think they're on the side of truth and justice. Historically, ultimately, they get judged for those failures. But this is scary that we could end up in a position where mass delusion has taken over substantial impact parts of the Democratic Party as it pertains to to COVID punishment. Why would we not take the internment camp thing seriously, Clay, when Australia is already doing a version of that with their COVID camps? And let's also remember that, of course, it was a Democrat hero, FDR, who actually put Japanese Americans in in internment camps, what, less than 100 years ago? Yes, and it took Korematsu. Remember, the Supreme Court said it was okay. The Supreme Court the smartest judges in the land one of the endorsed decisions the decision. in our history. Yep. That's right. They had to eventually reverse that decision, but the passions of the moment led even the most smart among us to make awful decisions. Why would we think that history isn't going to repeat itself sooner or later? You can argue that it's happening right now with COVID. This is a modern day version of how internment camps happen. When you get a text message from a number you don't recognize, don't be tempted to reply to it. Same's true with an email from an unknown person. Don't click on a suggested link. Neither of those circumstances end well for you. It's a gold mine, however, for the cyber hacker behind those activities. Getting a hold of your online identity is a cyber hacker's goal. Keeping you safe is LifeLock's goal. Their online identity theft protection service is second to none. 
best in class. LifeLock system constantly monitors online transactions, looking for evidence your name and info is mixed up in the wrong hands. We're going to put our information at risk on any given day many times by placing an online order, signing up for a class, whatever it might be. How you stay safe is up to you. LifeLock looking out for you is key to make sure that even if you become a victim of identity theft, LifeLock's restoration specialist will help you fix the craziness online. Buck, how can you get hooked up? It's easy, folks. And let me just tell you, you really got to do this. I've been a LifeLock customer for years now. And I've actually gotten those email alerts saying someone's done a credit check. There's been a change to your credit report. There's a new credit card opened up. You need someone watching your back online with all this stuff because identity theft is so easy. And you want to make it as hard as possible and you want to be able to deal with it as quickly as possible. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com and use that promo code BUCK, and that will get you 25% off. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we didn't the realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Biden is no longer hiding, but he is still declining in the polls in general. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. Pretty much now we've got a new cycle dominated by Joe Biden having just completed the worst year in living memory of, of any president in terms of bad decision making, bad policy outcomes. And it's fascinating to see that the people that are supposed to be and usually would be his support network, his enablers, especially in the media, are scrambling and they can't even come up with with explanations for all this stuff that make any sense. Here's over at CNN, which just created a misinformation unit, Clay, to track down misinformation. I can tell you our names will be popping up over there. No oh, doubt. I don't know. You're banned. Maybe they can't. Maybe you're like Voldemort. <laughs> they can't even say your name in the CNN building, although I'm pretty close. Here's CNN's Abby Phillip, though, with, with the geniuses of the Biden administration. Play 19. He is between a rock and a hard place. You have so many Democrats in the base saying, why didn't you work on some of these issues that we really cared about? Why did you focus on infrastructure, on all of this other stuff uh, as your first priorities? And the Biden thinking was, if we get COVID under control, if we get the money in people's pockets, then we have a better chance of going into the midterm election cycle. They didn't foresee the impacts of COVID and on that extra money in their po- in people's pockets on inflation. And so they're in a really tough spot because they made some choices a year ago that that are coming back to them in a way that they did not anticipate. That, that says a lot, Clay. They didn't they didn't anticipate that almost two trillion dollars of additional spending on top of trillions of dollars of emergency spending and sending people money to, at home was going to have on inflation. Wow. And they also thought that he was going to be the covid hero. He was going to rush in. The vaccine was out there. He was going to stamp out COVID. He was going to be giving people money. And people were going to be ecstatic about the Biden regime in the first year. Both of those things, by the way, big gambles, total failure, which is why I believe what's going to happen in the wake of this failure in the Senate over voting rights and the filibuster modification is we are going to see a demand for somebody to be uh, responsible for there to be a proverbial head on the spike. This is the guy who's responsible for it. This is why everything went wrong. Here is the uh, here is the responsible party. We're firing him, and we're now embarking on a new destination. The problem is for Joe Biden. I don't know that he's mentally capable enough, Buck, to go out and find new advisors who are going to lead him in a better direction. I think he's basically stuck with what he's got. So many Americans out there suffer from chronic pain because of aging and the effects of everyday living. 
happens to the best of us. Finding the right solution to help alleviate or reduce that pain is the key. That's why you need to try out Relief Factor. Created by doctors, perfected over 15 years of scientific research. Relief Factor made for you. Four key ingredients, 100% drug-free product, addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. You need to join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start today for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. You can call 800 for relief to get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you, relieffactor.com. You can call 800, the number four relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, rolling through the Wednesday edition of the program. We are joined now, we've talked a lot about what's going on on the Senate floor, by from the great state of Tennessee, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Uh, Senator Blackburn, thanks for taking time to uh, to come chat with us. What's going on on the Senate floor right now as it pertains to the voting rights bill, the filibuster debate? How much longer is this going to go on, and what's the ultimate outcome going to be for people out there who are uh, paying some attention to what's going on on the Senate floor today? Yes, what you will see us do is go to the floor at 630 to vote cloture on this federalizing of election bill that they're trying to push forward. That vote will fail, and then they will move to have what they're calling, Schumer is calling a talking filibuster. Um, and that is going to fail. The point is this. What he's trying to do is blow up the Senate, blow up the rules of the Senate, blow up the courts. Uh, they want to pass this socialist agenda, which would federalize elections. It would take control of your kids, control of their education, control of your bank account, add uh, and expand the courts. It would make D.C. a state, and they cannot accomplish this. Because when they get to the Senate to move forward on these legislative items, they have to have 60 votes. So, you know, we are staying united. We are pushing against this. We're pointing out what they're doing. We need to keep the filibuster so that we can keep the rules of the Senate, the rule of law, and abide by the Constitution. Senator Blackburn, it's Buck. I just want to know, so that's ostensibly... What Chuck Schumer and the Senate Democrats want to get, it seems, and Clay and I have been trying to analyze this for a few days now, it seems inevitable it's going to fail. So what is then the, the second order effect of this, if you will? What, what comes afterwards? Is this merely to give them a talking point going into the midterms that they wanted to pass voting rights and the Republicans because they're so racist and there's Jim Crow 2.0, to borrow the phrase from Biden, is that really what this is, to set up essentially a smear over voting rights of their political opponents, or is there something else well, at work? Yeah. yeah, one of the things at work is that um, Chuck Schumer is fully aware he is facing a primary opponent in uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And so AOC coming against him, he is wanting to protect himself. Second. What you are seeing is that they are trying to get everybody on the record so that they can go out and say, well, you know, the president went to Georgia and he gave this speech and uh, he told everybody, if you're not for this, you're racist. And uh, that is the type thing that they're trying to set up. The thing is, the Constitution gives states 
the ability to set their time, place, and manner of elections. It gives that to the state legislatures, not to the courts, uh, not to election administrators, but to the state legislatures. And the states are looking for ways to make it easier to vote, harder to cheat. That is their goal. That is our goal. We think voter participation is a very good thing. And we want to see that continue. Senator Blackburn, I I, I know you were as disgusted as I was when you saw one of the uh, owners of the Golden State Warriors say he didn't care at all about genocide in China. The NBA, not surprisingly, despite the fact that they claim to be a social justice uh, league, has said virtually nothing about this. Players, coaches, other owners... What do you think should happen as a result of those comments? Was it just saying the quiet part out loud? How outraged were you when you heard and saw those comments? I I could not believe it. I thought it was a mistake. And then that the NBA and Adam Silver didn't come out and say something about it was appalling to me, you know, and you have the Golden State Warriors that have not come out and disavowed these comments. And now, you know, they're trying to walk them back and nuance, but I think they need a good dose of Enos Cantor freedom uh, when it comes to understanding some of these issues. We know, the world knows, that the Chinese Communist Party is carrying out a genocide on the Uyghur Muslim population in Xinjiang province. They know that they are using them for slave labor to make products that are sold, not only in the U.S., but around the globe. But people are so timid when confronting uh, the Chinese Communist Party because they think, well, they're going to come at you with a heavy hammer. Well, yeah, they do. They have banned me from China. They've sanctioned me. And we continue to say what they're doing is wrong, and we continue to stand against it. And it would be nice to see the NBA say, you know what, we're going to move our training facility from Xinjiang province. It would be nice for the U.S. Olympic Committee to say, we're not going to let these athletes be subjected to the whims of the Chinese Communist Party. But people are just kowtowing to the Chinese Communist Party, and it is frustrating, and it is not good for the cause of freedom. We're speaking to Senator Marsha Blackburn, and Senator Blackburn, I know you're not in a border state in Tennessee, but you are somebody who is vocal about the challenges that we have at the southern border, which continue on. It's amazing to me sometimes how little attention this actually gets. The Biden regime's approach to the border has resulted in, in the past year, really an unprecedented amount of illegal immigration into this country. And no one thinks it's, it certainly hasn't stopped, and no one believes it's going to continue, I mean, it's going to cease anytime soon. So do you, do you think that the Democrats are going to have a, a reckoning with that issue this year as long as the voters are made aware of just what's happening? You know, Buck, every town's a border town and every state's a border state right now because of the impact of drugs, sex trafficking, human trafficking, gangs, crime in the streets. And I do believe that this administration would be well advised 
to do something to secure that southern border. You have people from 160 different countries that came across that border, 2 million illegal aliens that sought to be apprehended. Then you have hundreds of thousands, maybe over a million of the gotaways, people that came across the border that we do not know who they are. And yes, indeed, it is going to be a reckoning because people are seeing the vast amounts of fentanyl that are making it into this country. They are hearing about deaths that are in their communities because of this fentanyl. And what they're saying is, no, this needs to be dealt with. They're looking at crime in the streets and gangs that are coming into their communities. What they are seeing is individuals that are being flown under the cloak of darkness, those that have illegally entered the country, and they're going into their their communities. And the communities then are left with addressing the cost of school and health care and social services for these for these individuals. They are also looking at how this makes these communities less safe when it is the gangs that are entering into these neighborhoods. And one of the top issues with women is security. It is crime in the streets. Senator Blackburn, I know you're busy on the Senate floor today and tonight. We appreciate that, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Take care. Bye-bye. No doubt. That is Senator Marsha Blackburn as the drama on the Senate floor. If you want to call it drama, continues to build. We'll finally get a resolution on voting rights and the filibuster, presumably this evening. Tunnel the Towers broke ground on its Do Good Village in Land Lakes, Florida. It's the first of a kind. Community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. It's going to be a special place where families know what their neighbors understand and care about their issues. A community where the children of our nation's fallen or catastrophically injured heroes can grow and experience life together. The Foundation's Do Good Village is going to help these families beyond measure, and it's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your generosity. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. Because with every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and our communities. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. It's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how lucky we were <gasps> yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Third hour is coming up here in just a few moments. We're going to be talking to you about crime in this country. While Joe Biden's going to be doing a press conference focused on voting rights in just a couple of hours, the American people are wondering, what's it going to take for Democrats to stop with this rhetoric and policy that matches it around ending the carceral state, which is a fancy way of saying, let criminals out of prison. Let's just not imprison people, including violent criminals, people that are dangerous to society. This was uh, on uh, Fox News, Leo Terrell saying the obvious here. I like when people say the obvious. It's important these days because Democrats deny the obvious that the American people are talking not about voting rights. That's a that's a inside the beltway D.C. obsession. They're talking about crime. Play four. The Democrats are totally disconnected from the everyday voter. No one in America is talking about, boy, I hope they pass that voting right bill. Boy, I, I, I need to vote. You know what they're talking about in their homes? They're talking about the crime. They're talking about the schools being taken over by the government. They're talking about immigration. They're talking about inflation. No one's talking in America about Voting Rights Act except Joe Biden. You know why? Because they want to distract from all the issues. Joe Biden may not even know that there's crime in all these cities. You know what? Someone needs to give him a Fox News channel and then watch it for an hour because no one's talking about Jim Crow in American households. He's That's right. Leo 2.0 there. I was on with him during that. Uh, you can hear me laughing in the background when he said that Joe Biden needed to watch. That's Sean Hannity's show last night. Joe Biden needed to watch Fox News so he would know about the actual crime going on. It's probably some truth to that because there are two viral stories we're going to talk about at the top of the third hour, Buck. New York and L.A. that, to me, personify what has become a lawless nation in many ways. And the Democrats don't take any responsibility for the fact that they've pushed ideas and policies that have made cities more dangerous and worse really across the country. And not just the, the major cities, because they get more media attention, there's more population. 
uh, and more media folks in them. It's not just those big cities. A lot of smaller cities, mid-sized cities across America have had a really rough time with the crime increase, too. And what we see is that it's actually the proper usage of the term systemic. It is within the entire system of the criminal justice system. It's not just defund police. It's progressive prosecutors. It's and the carceral state. It's this left-wing, Soros-backed nonsense about how if only we didn't do mean things to criminals after they, you know, bludgeon people and rob people and all this stuff, then they'd stop being criminals and society would be this utopia. False. What you have are people who are a threat, a danger to society, who are let out far too soon, far too quickly, and it's just obvious. I mean, there's there's really no counter-argument to this other than obfuscation, distraction, and denial. And that's what the Democrats have been ex- have been engaged in on, on this issue of crime. And I think, look, if Republicans are smart, they run on 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 crime, inflation and immigration going into the midterms and they will crush the because de- the Democrats have no response on these things. They will crush the Democrat Party on it and maybe some of the covid stuff, too. But we got to see where the restrictions are, because I think Democrats are going to lessen uh, lessen up on some of that. But that's actually, Clay, I wanted to get to. So one thing we always do here on this show, we tell you this. If we ever get anything wrong, or even if we have to update something, we'll do it. Because we want to tell you what's true all the time. So we saw a reporting, both of us, Clay and I saw a reporting from NPR, uh, that said that Justice Gorsuch was not willing to wear a mask, and so Sotomayor was doing the, the Supreme Court oral arguments remotely. Clay, we have an update to that, a correction to that initial reporting. What's What's going on? Yeah, basically, the Supreme Court justices are saying that that NPR story is not true. And I'm reading directly from a statement that came out from Justices Sotomayor and Gorsuch reporting that Justice Sotomayor asked Justice Gorsuch to wear a mask surprised us. It is false. While we may sometimes disagree about the law, we are warm colleagues and friends. So this is uh, this is pretty interesting in general that they would fill the need because that NPR story, as we talked about it on this program, spread virally, uh, no pun intended there, uh, surrounding all of the COVID analysis and as a storyline. Now, I do think it's interesting that Justice Sotomayor would put out a statement that says this story is false and never have corrected the fact that she said, a hundred thousand kids are in uh, severe COVID health issues right now. That many of them are on ventilators. That went out, never actually addressed at all. But this report that she had asked Justice Gorsuch to not to to wear a mask, and that was the reason why she was not appearing in the courtroom after he had refused. Uh, they are specifically saying that's untrue. And we should say this: this is just further evidence, Buck, of why so many people. Their natural response anytime a story like this comes out is to view it with apprehension because there's so much falsehood out there. Now, it's also worth saying they could be always lying in this statement or saying something that is untrue because they weren't happy the story got out. But I'm inclined to believe if both of them are issuing this public statement saying that it's false, I'm inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to the Supreme Court justices that NPR got this one wrong and failed in their reporting on this particular issue. And we just want to make sure on this show, we try to do this all the time, Buck, if there is a fact that we talk about as a reported fact and it's not ends up not being true or someone later challenges it, 
we try to come back and make sure we address yeah. it with you because we're trying to be as honest with you every day as yeah. we can. And in this case, we didn't get the report wrong, just to be clear. Yeah. The report was wrong that we reported on. So, yes. But even when that happens, we're going to tell everybody, look, it turns out they said this is not this is not the case. Um, but coming up here, we're, we're going to dive in some more to the realities of, of crime in major American cities. Because remember, this has all happened. It has coincided with the rise among the Democrat Party of this sentiment that the problem when it comes to crime, that the primary criminal justice issue is over-incarceration and over-aggressive and racist police. Those are those are not true th- statements. Those are not reflections of reality in this country. If we really want people to be safe, walking to the grocery store, coming and going from work, taking their kids to the park, etc. A couple of really... Horrific stories, one in New York, one in Los Angeles, getting a lot of attention Two murders um, that were just, brought, you know, in, in broad daylight in front of people. And Democrat prosecutors in both of those cities have made it a point of saying, well, we're going to go easy on crime. Clay, I think their time is coming to an end here in terms of being able to push these arguments. I don't think there's any doubt. And again, these are. Out, these are not outlier stories. These are anecdotes of two completely innocent victims, two different women that were brutally murdered, that did absolutely nothing wrong by career criminals that were not being held in prison, as I believe they should have been. We'll discuss both those stories and more. Third hour, Clay and Buck Show coming up next. The ongoing crime issue. We're going to address it directly. Hang with us. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.